Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Topic Thunder, episode 20, no, 210. It is just after the San Antonio Spurs game in Oklahoma City. Uh, This was the third game of the season between these two. They had split the first two, one-to-one, pretty close games uh, together with 112 points per game. By the Thunder, 110.5 points per game by the Spurs. Um, we were a bit short tonight. As many of you already know, Darius Baisley is going to be out for quite a while, probably most of the rest of the season, uh, with a right knee bruise. He'll be reevaluated in four to six weeks. Um, which is not a guarantee that he'll be back. So we will be definitely going into our bench, which is already fairly depleted. And you can expect the likes of Mike Muscala, Abdel Nader, more of Nerlens Noel to be present. And that's exactly what we saw tonight. Uh, on the other side, DeMar DeRozan was out. Uh, he was having back spasms and was listed out at game time. So both teams having uh, one player on each side out. Uh, Lou Dort was getting the starting lineup, starting role again in place of Terrence Ferguson, despite being back. Um, so he seems to just be in that role for the time being. Uh, it seems like he definitely earned it. So moving into the game, um, if you watch this game, it was pretty hard to watch, especially in the first quarter. Um, it was clear that uh, Trey Lyles, who was the starting center for the San Antonio Spur- Spurs, excuse me, was the target on the defensive end for Oklahoma City. They threw it into Stephen Adams pretty much every time for the first five or six possessions, but Adams only got points out of it, two of them. So was not working as expected. But then in general, nobody was shooting well. And in fact, Oklahoma City had 14 points in the first quarter, which was dangerously close to their uh, season low of 12, which is 
I, both of those cases are just really bad brands of basketball. I ended up shooting four or 15 of that quarter. Um, and it really didn't get better from there. Uh, the second quarter was pretty much a wash. We were still down by double digits pretty much the entire time. Again, really not making their shots, but San Antonio really wasn't either. Um, they were actually four of 17 from three, 15 of 30 of the, on the field. But I mean, that's not terrible. That's not great. That's not great shooting. Um, so it was just a matter of our offense not being able to do anything to start. And then finally in the third quarter, we got a little bit of life. We cut it down to a one-point game despite being down as much as uh, 12 in this quarter. <clears throat> Went on a, I believe, a 10-0 run, 11-0 run, uh, which felt like things were finally turning around on the offensive end. Uh, it looked like we were... Heading into the fourth quarter, uh, only down two at that point, and being one of the better fourth quarter teams in the league, um, things were looking pretty good. But ultimately, San Antonio just started shooting the ball exceptionally well, which is a very rare occurrence for this team given their record on the season. Um, as an aside, I want to quote Michael Cage. He said, and I quote, they, as in the San Antonio Spurs, are a good team, or excuse me, let me rephrase, quote, the San Antonio Spurs aren't a bad team, they just have a bad record. Classic Michael Cage. Um, so I don't know really what that means, but they have a bad record, so they have not been playing well. Um, and the shooting tonight was exceptionally above average uh, for almost all of the starting role or starting uh, lineup for the Spurs. If you just look at the field goals, you know, DeJounte Murray was 9 of 12 from the field, well above his average. Um, where'd he go? Uh, Patty Mills, 7 of 13. He seems to always just get in the way when he plays Oklahoma City. Uh, Derek White, 6 of 9, also well above his average. Surprisingly, LaMarcus Aldridge was only 9 of 20 which if you were watching the game felt like it was 19 out of 20 because his mid-range is, as we know and love at this point in Oklahoma City, is impossible to guard. It's His release is just too high. And he, I believe if he were to take that shot um, with a hand in his face, he'd probably make 90 out of 100 of those. Um, but somehow we held him to... Uh, just below 50% from the field, which is all you can expect uh, when you're guarding that guy. He's just he's just an insane mid-range performer. Just insane. Um, there was also a lot of foul trouble throughout this game, which kind of affected our lineup uh, progressions. We were already short, as I mentioned earlier, but New Orleans Noel had three fouls, I believe, in the first quarter. And then Mike Muscala got an early foul. Um, you already factor in Darius Baisley, and you're now very, very depleted in the front court, which is exactly what you need to guard LaMarcus Aldridge. Because if Chris Paul was in his face, he made it every single time. He's, it's just, it's you're not going to stop him. He would make it 99 out of 100 times with Chris Paul or Dennis in his face. So he, we need somebody out there to guard him. Um, and even when there was somebody out there to guard him, he would still make it. He's just that type of player. But yeah, the the... Fouls were just a problem 
throughout this game. And I feel like I have to preface this every time I talk about it, but I am not one to blame the refs for a win or a loss. But there was definitely some calls I did not agree with, particularly uh, in the first quarter, a an offensive foul called on Steven Adams, which we tweeted on our OKC Topic Thunder page. And if you look at it, it's basically just Steven Adams gets thrown down by the defender, but the ref calls offensive foul on Steven Adams. Very clearly incorrect. Uh, everyone, the announcers immediately said it was incorrect. It was just... Uh, just a bad call altogether. And obviously it's the first quarter, so that doesn't really make a huge difference in the outcome. But later on in the fourth, um, in the final seconds, really, uh, we were down six and Gallinari had a a three. Uh, It was blocked and came up well short, but upon replay, you could see there was some hand-to-hand contact with the defender. Again, uh, it just wasn't called and, you know, if it was, Gallinari gets three free throws. And again, that doesn't affect the game because even if he makes all three of them, you're still down three with, I think, less than 20 seconds left. You would still have to foul or get a quick turnover and get another three. So that's still a very uphill battle. But, you know, it is frustrating to have those types of calls not go your way. It definitely felt like that was the case throughout the game. But, you know... There was also some calls against San Antonio that were questionable. I can't say it was one-sided entirely, but there were definitely some that just were frustrating. Um, San Antonio came out with a very clear defensive plan. Uh, Chris Paul was clearly frustrated throughout this game because they were not letting him get to his spots, and they were basically forcing him to give it up to... uh, Lou Dort, Terrence Ferguson, Abdul Nader, they were letting those guys shoot. And they basically, they are basically going to live and die by those guys making threes rather than giving Chris Paul his mid-range or giving Gallinari an open three because they we know what the how efficient those guys are in those roles. So they were going, they were forcing us to go to our weaker offensive um, strategies. Uh, Terrence Ferguson, who is a good three-point shooter, just still hasn't have it had it. Um, it's very clear he's still just not quite right. Um, it's just a matter of getting his confidence back, and I, I'm sure losing his starting position to Lou Dort has not helped that. Um, so he just... It's going to take a lot of time, and we don't have a Russell Westbrook anymore to... Uh, practice until midnight with him on his shooting. Um, But we need something like that. Maybe Chris Paul is that guy this year, but he just needs a little bit of confidence um, because it's very clear that even though he did take at least one three that I can recall, he, he's just still not aggressive enough uh, for the type of player he is. So it's just frustrating. Yeah. He only took one shot. 17 minutes on the field, one shot. That's just not enough for Terrence Ferguson. Um, This is a guy who can definitely make threes, and we've seen it throughout the season. Um, But he only took one, one shot altogether. Um, Just couldn't get it done. And as I mentioned, they are basically making um, people like Dort, Nader, and Ferguson shoot the threes, and they just just couldn't make them. Uh, Lou Dort was 0 for 3. Uh, Mike Muscala was one for three, but Abdul Nader also 0 for three. Nobody, I mean, they just couldn't 
hit their shots. And that's exactly what um, played right into San Antonio's defensive scheme. They, they very clearly had a great plan to stop Chris Paul, and they did. He was clearly frustrated throughout the game. He did have 30 points, um, which, you know, that's just an all-star caliber type of player right there that can still get 30 points despite the defense very actively trying to stop you. Um, but there was countless plays I can recall, especially in the fourth quarter when it was coming down to the wire where he would try to get to his spot and he just couldn't, he'd have to pass out to Dort and you'd have to try to regroup. And then at that point there's 10 seconds on the clock. You've got to really hustle. You can't really run your schemes. It just becomes a dead play. The same thing happened with Dennis Schroeder. Um, he did not have a great shooting performance. Uh, he was basically being forced to take outside shots. They were triple teaming him in many cases when he tried to go to the rim, which is his bread and butter. Um, and so he would get to the rim, they would triple team him. He would just have to throw it somewhere. A lot of times it ended up in a turnover and um, he ended up with two turnovers in the night. Um, Steven Adams actually had four turnovers, which was, it was very clear that they were targeting him as well once they realized he was trying to take advantage of um, the matchup with Trevor Lyles. Uh, they focused much more attention on him. Um, so he definitely got uh, picked on a little bit when he was on offense. Had a much better game than last time. He had two points in the Celtics game last uh, on Sunday, but... Bounced back with 10 points and 10 rebounds tonight. A very humble double-double by Steven Adams. Uh, but yeah, Chris Paul offensively was really the only one doing much. Shea Gilgis-Alexander did have a great shooting night. Um, the second one in a row that I've liked. But he just didn't take enough, I felt like. He only had 11 shots. But he was 2 for 3 from beyond the arc. Again, another, like I said, a great shooting performance from him, but volume-wise, just a little bit left to be desired. Um, so really, at the end of the day, it was just it was just a bunch of little things that uh, Greg Popovich, the great coach that he is, took advantage of. Um, he had his guys ready to go. They are making their free throws tonight, which was key down the stretch when they were starting to foul. I think they went 23 of 25 or something close to that. And they're, like I said, they were shooting above average across the board. Um, and, you know, that LaMarcus mid-range is good. I think everybody, everyone's going to have nightmares of that for years to come in Oklahoma because it's just unstoppable. Um, so, yeah, I, this is now the second loss in a row for Oklahoma City, uh, including last Sunday's loss in Boston. The first back-to-back -back loss we've had in nearly a month. Uh, last one we had was January 15th and 17th between the Raptors and the Heat, respectively. So it's been a rare occurrence, which is a good thing, but uh, hopefully we can bounce back in our last game uh, traveling to New Orleans to play the Pelicans. Our last game before the All-Star break, uh, which will be this weekend. So exciting stuff ahead there, but we will be back with you Thursday uh, to recap the Pelicans game in New Orleans. Uh, San Antonio ends it ends their five-game losing streak. Uh, 
and now is, I believe, still in the 10th seed for the Western Conference. Um, this was a critical game for the Thunder in the seeding as well because a win tonight could have put us tied for the fifth seed. Uh, the Rockets play the Celtics tonight, who have been, the Celtics have been excellent as of recently, but at this point, a loss now ties us with the Mavericks for the sixth seed rather than being a half game, half game ahead as we were before tonight. Um, so now we're in a bit of a battle with Dallas to keep that six seed and not go down to seven again. Um, and we have a little bit of a cushion to the eighth seed, which is Memphis, who are uh, just a game above 500 and four and a half games back of OKC. So as I mentioned, Thursday is our next game. Um, but before we go, since I'm alone tonight, I thought we'd answer a couple Twitter questions from you guys. So thank you all for such timely um, questions. I just sent out the tweet maybe 20 minutes ago. I've got a few here that I'll uh, discuss. So thank you again. Uh, the first one comes in from at the PT Prophet. He asks, what do you guys think of Hermie taking some offensive four minutes and playing in the dunker role? Uh, well, it seems like that is definitely his role now. I, I do like that role. The name, especially Dunker Role, is just a very cool title to have as an NBA player. But I think that is really his position at his point. Uh, he doesn't really take a lot of outside shots. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, he's really kind of just drive to the basket and get something. And we did see a really nice dunk from him tonight uh, at the very beginning of the fourth quarter to tie it before San Antonio went on a 10-0 run. Not great there, but you know that's that's definitely his role, and I think it's I think it's uh, I do like that idea of uh, making a new role in the league rather than a three and D guy. He's just a a D guy. <laughs> He's a dunker guy. Uh, his defense is also pretty good, though. I think that's that needs to be uh, discussed a little bit more as well. But yeah, he's he's basically just an around the rim guy. I don't th I can't even remember the last time I saw him take a mid range. Um, it's just not his style. He's he's going to go to the basket, or he's he's going to be the transition guy, especially that dude can fly down the court, um, and that's his that's his game. He's all about just like raw speed. Uh, just insane height or insane hops. He can just jump out the building. That's that's just his game. He was born to dunk. Diallo was born to dunk. That is true. Um, let's see. So thank you for that question, Primetime Prophet. This comes in from at Savage underscore Nene 1999. He asks, he or she asks, why did we pick up Nader? I just don't see anything from him besides the two good games he had early in the season. He may be confident in a shot, but it rarely goes in. Well, it's true. Nader has not been playing particularly well. I would argue his minutes have been fluctuating a lot um, with the absence of Ferguson. He started to see a lot more, but then Lou Dort came into the picture and then he went back down again. Now we're seeing Ferguson in. He kind of lost a little bit of his minutes there. And now Baisley is out and he's asked to kind of come in and 
perform more in his replacement. So he's been definitely, I think there's something to be said about not having a consistent rotation, uh, which I think is the result of Abdul Nader right now being in that kind of bottom of the bench type role. Deontay Burton is another example of this. He's been, he was getting plenty of minutes, then he wasn't. Part of that was due to the fact that he had a bit of a, a scuffle in the locker room, but he he didn't have any minutes at that point. Then he came back and he had minutes. Now he's, he's basically not playing anymore. Uh, so it's tough. It's tough for those guys at the end of the bench who are mainly there to be role players. It's hard for them to be consistent, as you can imagine. Um, most of... Most role players you see in really any team are going to be streaky at times. And I would, I, I'm confident in Nader. I don't think he's a guy that we should just throw away, especially with, with how, um, how depleted our bench is, our entire roster is. Um, we've been seeing plenty of injuries from this team. Steven Adams has been out a bunch. Um, Gallinari has been getting load management throughout the year. Uh, Ferguson has been away. Um, you know, it's just, it's tough. Um, so I think he, he needs to be in this lineup for the sake of just having minutes um, or filling up minutes for the roster. But I do think he'll bounce back. I think he's a streaky guy, and I do think this is just a lull. Um, maybe it's a long lull. I definitely agree with that, but I think he's he's got it in there. And the good thing that you mentioned is that he's confident. That's something I think Ferguson needs to do too. Even if he's going to be in a lull too, just keep taking the shots. Sometimes they're not going to go in. That's fine. But you have to take them. That's, that's just a must. So, um, yeah, I... I, it's no secret I'm a, a Nader advocate. I like to go for the underdogs on any team, and I'm going to keep going for him. Until he is out of the lineup, he is going to be one of my guys. So, you know, we'll we'll see what happens ahead. So, uh, that's, I think that'll just be the only two I do tonight. Thank you again if you did submit a question. Um We'll be back on Thursday. I've already said that multiple times, but just as a reminder, uh, we will be having another podcast. I don't believe I'll be alone next time, so that is a plus. Uh, by the way, uh, you can follow us um, for all of the OKC Thunder content and live tweeting during the games at OKC Topic Thunder. You can also visit our website, okctopicthunder.wordpress.com. We are in the works of installing a merch page. I probably said that on Sunday, but I promise it'll be up soon. Um, and a link will be there for all of our merch. We're also, I'm also working on some new stuff, as I already mentioned before as well. But in the meantime, bigheadsmedia.com. Search Topic Thunder and you will see it all there. Um, but we just want to have it all in one place for you guys. Um, so that is coming very soon. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Tierney NBA. Um, and as always, Thunderup!
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.